thing to think about with any sort of opt-in channel, so email, SMS pushes, just that it's an opt-in channel. Consumer has given you not only permission. Build and manage professional sites with secure managed hosting on WordPress.com. You can build beautiful themes, and you can use built-in SEO, payment tools, and access to over 50,000 WordPress plugins. You have everything you need for your business, plus 24-7 support from WordPress experts. Check them out, wordpress.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Post Edis Draft. Um, I've got a great interview today with Greg Zakowitz from Omnison, our, one of our newest uh, business members at PostStatus. And as I've talked to members of your team there, Greg, uh, I've been excited for this conversation. And I know we're going to have others with members of the uh, Omnison team. And uh, but I'm I'm excited about having this conversation because it's one it's one of my favorite topics email marketing. So, uh, Greg, could you introduce yourself? Tell us your role at Omnisend and a little sure bit thing. about yourself. And, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me, Corey. I'm definitely not the coolest person at the company, but we do have um, some awesome people at the company. So, uh, thanks for that. So, my name is Greg Zachwitz. I'm an e-commerce expert, whatever that means, at Omnisend. So. Pretty much, I'm digging into our customers' data, right? What they're doing, I'm following trends in the industry and trying to figure out and show co companies how they can take those trends, how they can use those opt-in channels like email, SMS, push messages, you know, like to maximize their sales on there. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm doing every day. I do a lot of this stuff, right? Podcasts and YouTube and uh, and the like. So we're all over the place here, but uh, Omnisign is a fantastic <laughs> company. They don't pay me to say that, but they do pay me. So, well, I I know before we started the call, I got to get a little bit about your background and the data and analytics side. I'm really eager to. You mentioned you all have an Omnison uh, annual report where you uh, surface great data and insight, something you championed. I know. And I'm really eager to dive into that. Our uh, audience here and members at PostEdge are. are skews a little bit more technical than me, um, but I like data and analytics specifically about this. So I was talking to somebody at a company that does a ton of this work and sees a lot of this data is really intriguing. So can you share a couple of insights from your annual report that you all do uh, that just came out? Is that right? Yeah. So um, it is coming out either tomorrow, two days from now, we're on the last kind of question we're trying to debate amongst our, ourselves but uh it's pretty much finished and we're ready to roll with it so well, we get uh, to break it we get to tease you get out. to break it you get to break it and here's the beauty of it we don't gate them right so you can just go to the website and check the data you don't have to give us email addresses and all that cool stuff either so rock uh, on yeah so these reports we do i do a couple of them each year we do the year-end report which is what we're doing is we're taking all the data from our hundred thousand plus customers that send email, SMS, and web push messages out of the OmniSend platform. And I aggregate this stuff on a lot of spreadsheets and uh, have some fun trying to find those trends in there. So we do a year-end report, we do a half-year check-in report, and then we do a Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of quick report um, in early December. So you can go back, look at the last four years' worth of data if you want, um, just kind of see how things are going. So this year's report, a couple of really cool things that kind of jumped out, right? I, 
I've been talking about SMS for eight years and it was a slow go the first few years, bigger now, the cost is a little more expensive and that's really come down the last couple of years. So like a year and a half ago, I was saying that if you're not using SMS by this time next year, you're gonna be behind your competitors. We've crossed that threshold, right? Last year, I think we went up 30 some percent, but the number of SMSs we uh, sent, you know, the numbers are going, the orders are coming in from it. They're still effective. If you look at when how brands are using these, right? You kind of look at your overall trends and then you look at your key days, right? Cyber Monday, Black Friday, these key shopping days where companies need to suck in revenue. So what are the trends with sending emails those days? How are they using SMS those days? Do they trust it? Or is it kind of like, a, oh, that's a nice to have. That's cute. But you sit over there type channel. SMS blew it out of the water, right? So you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, those sends went up astronomically proportional to the same day of the year before and compared to the days around as well. So brands are trusting it. Brands are leaning into it. Uh, we continue to see automation trends with email, SMS, and push messages, but automation, and this will be a separate topic. We should dig into this a little bit today, but the automation of these messages is disproportionate to the number of orders it sends versus the number of messages sent or orders generated from messages sent. I mean, disproportionate, right? Kind of gives you an inkling about what you should be doing with your program to kind of get the most bang for the buck for the least amount of effort and least amount of work there. So um, those are the two things I would point to. The third, go with web push messages. And we'll talk about sexy marketing and stuff like that today, but web push messages, this thing's been growing year over year. Uh, you know, this year was kind of a tipping point for it. And it was, I think it's still a somewhat experimental channel. I say that kind of loosely, but companies, I mean, we saw this last year, um, 2023 into like 2022 into 2023, we saw companies kind of figuring out how they wanted to use it. First, it was like send a bunch of them. And then the sends kind of came down, down, but the effectiveness went up and you start to see more on the automation side of the things. And I think brands are starting to figure it out I'm starting to realize that there's some real money here to be made and our, a lot of our competitors aren't doing it, right? So it's kind of the opportunity, but we sent more push messages last year than we did SMS at, at, after even I'm telling you how much SMS went up. So I think that's an interesting thing to watch over the next 12, 18 months is what's going on with web push messages. And is it right for your brand or right for your, you know, if you're running an agency, is it right for the brand's to recommend those or test out with those things and see if it can increase some of that revenue exp uh, exponentially. Well, you know, with some of the economic and business things we've seen, particularly in WordPress, but globally, I think um, it's imperative that we find the ways to connect with our customers and clients, engage them um, to come back to buy when they're ready. And uh, I see a more and more emphasis of finding these uh, I guess you should say blue oceans of opportunity to go, okay, yeah. here's another channel to do, to work on and, and, and try. And um, this base subject, email marketing um, is near and dear to my heart because it's how I grew my company. I themes over 10 years. When I left, we had about 500,000 email uh, emails on our various lists. And we really took care of those lists because it was direct marketing and I've I've said for for years, if I could show you, I've had the charts of revenue over ten years. You'd see all these little bumps all along the way, and I go, well, that was the day we sent an email. 
So that is a base, but yeah. now you're telling, you, you know, I've seen this to the SMS and I just haven't had the opportunity to use SMS as well. My wife does with her marketing agency, but when you add the power of email that I've seen firsthand, and then you take a new potential channel that right now is not as uh, developed as some of the other channels we might talk about. Um, I go, wow, that's opportunity to connect with your customers, your community, to get them to come back. And I see more and more people leveraging it. So it seems such a huge opportunity. Then you add one to my plate, the web pushes and those notifications. And I just go, it's just like in 2008, somebody told me, hey, you got a thousand people following you on Twitter. And I was like, well, time to engage Twitter. Um, and I think the same way with SMS and push notifications. Now, my question, because you see all this data, you know your customers, yep. you know, when we talk about SMS, my mind just goes to if you have a physical good, potentially a software too, but a physical good to sell, it's prime prime time right there. But I got to believe there's other opportunities, B2B, different companies that sell maybe services to leverage these tools to connect back with their customers. What are, what are your thoughts and what do you see uh, there? So I think you're spot on, right? If you're selling a product, it's a no-brainer, right? Even if it's transactional, right? So shipping conference, I mean, I got one right before we hopped on today, but hey, your package is arriving in about an hour, you know, be on the lookout for it. So I think small things like that, but that's, again, that's product focused. If you are a, say you're an agency, right? And you've got different consulting services, maybe you've got an email wing, you've got an SEO wing, you've got something, or, uh, you know, you're a tech company that, you know, you have a new customer for it. Think about how you can use SMS there, even from an automated fashion to say, okay, new customer, they signed up for us, right? Let's send them a text message at 15 days to see how everything's going. Give them a, it's almost like taking your email strategy and applying it to SMS at that point. You can do those checkpoints, you know, everything going all right, or you can have some cues in there and say, hey, we're, we notice they signed on for this, but they're not utilizing these two features, which 95% of our customers do to make them successful. Let's send them a, a reminder, see if they need some help. So you can send these things off to people and have links to resources or account manager information or whatever. So I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And this is kind of where it comes in with automation. Right? So if you have, say, a lot of companies will have onboarding email automation set up, like, hey, you should do this. Day three, you should do this. Kind of gets you up, use the platform a little more sticky. You know, SMS web push notifications, these things work inside of automations as well. So they don't have to be manually scheduled sends. You can put them in the automation. You could put them in the same automation as the emails as well. So yeah, you could do, if I'm signed up for an email and I'm signed up for an SMS list and we've got those all in one place, all right? So if you're using OmniSend, you have all this data, one contact, you know what they're getting, you know what they're opted into and opted out of or not opted into. You can set that up and say, okay, we know they're an SMS. Let's send them an SMS message here. One hour, we'll send them an email, you know, 12 hours later or whatever. And you make these things work together, but tons of opportunity. Like you don't, SMS does not have to be a product specific thing. It can be a business function. It's just a communication channel. It's all it is, right? It's another communication channel. And I, I always tell people, right? This was the pushback five years ago. It's like, well, I don't want to annoy my customers. This was the same thing with like browser abandonment emails, right? You check out something, you don't cart a product, but then you leave like we all do. And you get the emails like, hey, we noticed you checking out, blah, blah, blah. But those messages, messages are huge, but people used to say, oh, I don't want to annoy my customers. I don't want to send that to them. And I would always say, well, 
are you going to send them a message anyways? And they're like, well, of course we are. I'm like, do you segment every single one of your messages? And I'm like, no. I'm like, so you, so would you rather send them a non-segmented, possibly generic, irrelevant email? Or would you rather send them a message that is completely relevant to what they were just doing? They're like, well, I guess it's a good point. SMS is the same way, right? I, no one doesn't text. I don't know anyone that doesn't text, right? So my mother gets SMS marketing messages. Now she's a boomer. She is not tech savvy by any stretch of the imagination, but she gets them, right? So uh, it's not a demographic cohort conversation anymore. Like we've jumped that shark, mm -hmm. um, crossed that bridge. It just fits people. And I think you just got to look at how do we message as our company, whatever we're messaging. And it's a, it's a channel. You just need to truncate your messaging a little bit, right? You're limited to characters, uh, which sometimes makes it easier, right? You simplify your messaging. Well, it, there, there's so much there I want to comment on. But one one thing I've observed within the WordPress industry, particularly in software uh, side of it, um, but I'd, I'd extend it out to agencies working with their clients too, is, you know, the transactional, got it. They'll send that, yep. you know? And there's numerous companies I'm thinking about <laughs> who my friends own and lead. And I go, oh my God, you've left so much money on the table because you, there, there's this, I think you get this. There's this tendency to think marketing is evil, you know, that I've seen particularly in WordPress, uh, in, in our post status memberships with my friends over the years. And even on my own team at iThemes, um, hesitancy about doing marketing. I go, Hey, if we believe in the product we're doing, I believe we have a responsibility to ourselves and our people. It could help to send that. And that's marketing to me. You can, you can get way off the rails with it, but to just utilize people, it's remarkable. People want to hear from you. You're a brand that, that does something in their lives. And so it's not a just, it's that trans um, transition from trans. Wait, what's the word? Trans transactional to transformational and you can do that with these tools with these platforms you're talking about like it i see the web pushes all the time i want to get that in a second and i'm like nope block 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 but there that doesn't mean there's other people to go yes 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 and the fact that sms is the one i thought we'd spend more of our time talking about today and i go well now we've got web pushes and we got i need to think about that because the value of getting a person on your site engaging them where they don't just leave and jump off into an email uh, list that has great, you know, uh, probably a combination of automated and then putting good content out to them that makes their lives better. And then utilizing these two, seeing how the, you could utilize the web push and SMS, I think is vital for, it's just table stakes now. Um, with social being, you know, the social platforms have grown. I saw all these kind of grow up and dominate. And I go, those are great. Those need to be there. We need to be there too. But I go, there's nothing that uh, can bridge the gap of just having a connection to your customer. We call them customer community. So, hey, we're going to help them. We want to stay in contact with them. We're not just blasting them with spam and other things, but to kind of wade into that. I just want to say that that's a personal like um, uh, preaching box thing of like how much is weight how much opportunity is wasted because of this kind of little belief of like, Oh, we can't, we can't do that. Spammy. Well, I, I think it's an awesome like approach to have, right? So, you know, you think about different marketing channels and they're all great, right? 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put down social media marketing because I discover products on social media. I buy products on social media. No one goes to social media because like, oh, I can't wait to see what ad I got today, right? I want to see what my friends are posting on Instagram or I want to see what the cool, you know, the funny thing on TikTok is, whatever it might be. I think the one thing where you talk about like, hey, people view marketing is, is evil or they're scared to promote themselves or their product. Like the thing to think about with any sort of opt-in channel, so email, SMS pushes, just that it's an opt-in channel. Consumer has given you not only permission, but they have raised their hand to say, yes, I want you to market to me. I was, I was jokingly say, just give them what they want, right? Give them the market. <laughs> they want the marketing messages, but in some fashion, it's true. It's they're expecting the messages to come. That is their indication to you that that's the channel they like. And that's, you know, we saw it with stats with the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, right? Across the board last year, open rates for email went up. Um, which normally you don't always see, especially as you get more messages sent. Sometimes more messages sent, you see a natural decline here. We saw an increase last year across the board, 23 billion marketing emails, by the way. This is not a small uh, sample size. But the, the value there and what that tells us, and especially during the holiday, we saw it creep up even more around kind of that November into December period, is it might not be the sexiest channel, right? It's been around for 20 years because I've been doing it for 20 years. So it, it's kind of lost that like that new shine, but it's effective and it's a place that people turn to. They know they're going to get offers there. They know that they can discover new products or see what's back in stock or whatever it is. And that is something that holds a lot of power to it. Uh, and to your other point, you said like, yeah, web push messages, you get them all the time. You hit no, 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 no. But someone's out there hitting yes. I mean, we, you said, I think. The number off the top of my head, 266 million web push messages last year. Um, like that's a lot of messages. I would look at it this way. A lot of people will sign up for email. Email might be their jam. might just be a place they would, they're signing up to get a discount because they want to purchase from you. That's all fine, right? Money's money. They're going to continue checking it some more frequently than others. People signing up for SMS. You probably have fewer people signing up for SMS than email because emails, you can kind of, it's not as intrusive, you know, quote unquote intrusive because you can not check your promotions folder or just kind of open it when you want a text. No one's leaving a text on red, right? Because they don't want that bubble there. So they're going to look at it, you know, so you probably have fewer, but those fewer people are going to be more engaged with you. I would say with the same thing with web push, kind of that trickle down effect, right? Web push might not be great for you for particular brands, but that one time you say yes, that's a brand you love, you have an affinity for, and now you're committing to it. That can drive sales. So you can look at those and say, okay, we've got people here that are subscribed to Web Push. These are people that are probably really engaged with our brand. What can we do? Maybe you discount less. Maybe you discount, give them a little bonus. Maybe you drop off and send them fewer emails, but you supplement that with Web Push messages because you know they're on your site or you know you can get them back to your site easier. So there's a lot of opportunity to do with that. But it's a different way to think about it rather than just saying, yep, they opted in, let's send them a message. Well, who is that person you're sending a message to? That's probably a really engaged person. Can we, you know, maybe that's where you want to prompt people to write reviews for your products or your services or your company, because you know, they're probably more likely to leave you a review, which is obviously good for everyone involved. So uh, there's a lot of opportunity there, but I want to, want to say that because there is kind of a trickle down with like how the channel and then how engaged that person is via that channel with your brand. 
that keyword you've said multiple times is engaged. And that just lit up for me. I go, yes. And just because we have a bias that we don't, like I particularly don't ever say yes to the uh, push push notifications, doesn't mean others <laughs> do, don't too. And not letting that bias hold us back from potential growth because there is a segment that wants to stay engaged with what you're doing and uh, to just kind of own up to that and try not to let the bias affect it. Well, I'll give you a good story on that. And it's quick. And you probably hate me for it because I go on tangents and I tell long, I give long answers, but I, I love it here. So uh, bear with me here. So this is going to be an SMS story, but this is exactly the point you just mentioned. So SMS adoption for a few years was always somewhat difficult because people would believe the generational core thing. Oh, we don't have a young audience. They don't want it. Texting is only for young people. And then you realize that everyone texts and it's like, okay. So there was a company, Divatris, that I was talking to the owner and he was having massive success. And I go, so talk to me about like the evolution of this thing. And he's like, well, we didn't think, I thought it was a perfect brand. They sell like, like nice wigs and, and stuff like that. So um, younger demographic, they have middle-aged demographic, right? It's kind of this whole, you know, aesthetic type um, thing to it. So to me, I look at it and go, oh, that's a perfect brand for right? like sweet spot. He was completely skeptical. He's like, I don't think I got the audience. I don't think it's right for us. We do really well with email. I don't need to do this. We do a lot of paid social. And they figure, what the hell? What do I have to lose by adding a mobile number field to my pop-up along with the email, right? And I always tell brands this, it'd be what my push. If you ask them and they don't opt in and you get no one, that's a pretty good sign that you're not out anything. That's a pretty good sign. Maybe that's not right for your audience, whatever it is. But if you ask it, so eight months, uh, I think he had 80,000 SMS subscribers in eight months, 120,000 in SMS revenue that did not come from, this was on top of, in addition to, it did not cannibalize his email, did not cannibalize, but he was able to remarket via SMS and email, which is a lot cheaper than paid ads and brought the ad cost down, right? So he doesn't have to spend, you know, 75 to a buck 50 per lead on Instagram if they abandon their card or whatever to retarget them and come back because now he just sends his other message for two cents or three cents uh, or free if it's email, right? And he just got the paid thing there and it gets them back for it. So you cut down on those other costs as well. So sometimes there's simplicity in just saying, if you just ask them, you know, yeah. they'll tell you what they want. Well, and it's a little hurdle for an experiment to just see, could I bolt on more revenue serve our customers better by doing these very simple things and just trying them and being okay with pulling it back. Okay. So your SMS story, I loved it. Totally want to dig into that for a minute. Then I want to get to web pushes. Um, okay. So SMS, I think about, I'm, I'm just curious what the report and things that stood out specific. You, you shared a couple of things with SMS, like it was up 30%. Um, all of the messages that um, got sent with SMS, what stands out to you? What are you seeing from customers? How are, you know, best practices, things that have gone well for people? We, you just shared one of them. Anything that comes out of the data you've been working on um, around SMS or even a practical approach to starting SMS. All of that, I think, is um, such a you, – you've shown there's an opportunity here that our members and for their clients and customers need to explore. And I want to kind of push in on SMS first and get to web push. Uh, web push. Awesome. 
Yep. So I just navigated over to uh, the report, which is kind of stayed in front of me. So I said 30%, it's 57, 58% year over year growth. Uh, and this comes off of last year, which was up 62% from the year before, which the year before was up 75%. So you can just kind of see exponential figures. So here's the thing. The growth is huge. That's the one thing I look at. Um, the other thing I look at is the, the use of automation, right, for SMS purposes. So I can give you the same kind of story with automated email, which I think we should definitely talk about just for a second at some point today, because it's even larger than this. But automated messages across the board perform better than your scheduled campaigns do, right? They're just, we talked, gave you the story before. It's like, well, you're going to send an irrelevant email to some people, right? Automated messages are all behavior-based. So sign up for an email pro or sign up for a program. I abandon a shopping cart. I visit your site and bounce. I make a purchase, right? We can automate messages based on that individual experience to the individual. It stands to reason they perform better than they do. And SMS is really no exception here. So there's two things I look at. And to give you a kind of a, a perspective of what this looks like, right? So the conversion rate on a S scheduled SMS message is 0.13. And how we figure that out is we just do orders divided by messages sent. So we're not looking at click activity there. It's a different metric. So 0.13 for campaigns, 0.28 for automations, more than double, right? It just goes to show you that obviously there's fewer messages sent, but still in the millions. Uh, overall, Total number of orders, all SMS messages combined. 26% of all orders came on automated messages, kind of for 13% of the sends, right? So we have more orders with fewer sends. So if I'm an uh, agency that has clients that are doing email marketing, even if you're just doing, you know, marketing yourself, and I want to encourage you to do SMS, I go, okay, if you want a place to start, start with automations just only send automated SMS, right? Put them in your automated workflows and figure out if the personalized messages, which you're not sending every time, you're just setting it up once and let it go, do they work for you? That's one indication that, yeah, we can maybe expand this out, send some individual, just schedule kind of like batch and blast messages. You can still segment SMS by the way. So um, so that's the place I would start, right? Use the automations, use the data, your tool and say, okay, let me put it in here, figure out a place to use it, test it, let it run, let's see how it works for us. Um, as far as getting started, it's simple. If you've got an email collection, ask for an SMS, make it optional. Don't make them put their mobile number in, complete the optional on there, but just ask for it. And if they sign up, it's an indication. Now I'm going to shill OmniSend here for a second, because there's a couple of different ways you can do this. We obviously have pop-up forms in all sorts of forms, exit intent and everything inside the platform itself. But we also have, you can A-B test. So you can have X percentage of your visitors get one with a mobile number, X percent without, you set that percentage, whatever you want. And you can see if it impacts your overall email collection rate, if you're doing that. Uh, you can also do micro step forms. So email address, first page, they submit it. It goes to the second form, which is completely optional again, asking for mobile. So if you want to ask everyone, but you don't want it to detract from the email, you could do it that way. And of course you can test that one as well. So uh, simple way to start, ask for it. You know, and it's easy. And if you're looking for a place to start your automation, welcome, right? Hey, thanks for signing up for a program because you know you're getting it then and you can automate that welcome out there and kind of drive people over. So that's what I would say for starting, right? Make it simple. Don't yeah. overdo it and just let it go. So 
your suggestion just so I, and by the way, this is a bookmark to follow up with you and I'm going to send team and say, I would be great to come back and do a webinar for our people just on this subject. Cause we could take the rest of the time just trying to do that. But, uh, I think we presented a compelling case for why to do these things, try these things. Second question is going to be, how do I do it? It feels so overwhelming, but I think you've given us some, given us some simple steps to get started to at least try. Yes. I know we could do a whole webinar probably just on automated uh, sends and emails, SMS, et cetera. Um, okay, so that's some SMS, and I think the data is pretty compelling to me. Is like there's not a lot of risk involved or even cost, I would say. It, it, because just like if someone – you used this word a couple times earlier, engaged. If someone is engaged enough to put their phone number – like I'm kind of guarded with my phone number. But if they're engaged and interested enough, that's valuable. That's worth the pennies it might send, you know cost to – or how much it costs to send a campaign because I go – I'm going to get data from this and and likely some great sales and explore new territory. So, okay. Anything else on SMS? I think just do it. I would say for starting, like I can literally create a pop-up form and create a, an automation in Omnisend in less than five minutes. And here's why we templatize stuff for you too. So if you don't want to get started, you can go to the workflows and say, okay, welcome workflow. You check a button, it gets, boils it down and can say, do I want email, SMS, or only? And then they're all customizable. But there's one for email and SMS. You click on it and the workflow is created. Then you just plug your message in, right? But you can customize it. So literally less than five minutes, you can get this stuff going. So the, the barrier is really low on doing this stuff. So you can just explore. Well, in attitude, you said like just adding a field, an optional field if you want, um, or a two-step form. So that's something that just like clicked in my mind is like, well, that was easy. <laughs> I can see, yeah. I can test today. I can run a 30 day experiment and just kind of see. It's something we need to consider for post edits itself, by the way. Uh, we've got a really healthy uh, newsletter list. It's one of our big features, very well read, great open rates and all that. Uh, but I'm like, maybe, what would it cost us to just see if there's people that want some updates? with SMS. At least try it. Hey, I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a team. I know a company. And I want to talk about Omnisim as a company in just a second. But okay, so thank you for the SMS. Yep. Now I want to dive into um, web pushes. Yeah. And now if there's things in the email specific category you want to share, let's not not forget to go through that. But these two really stick out to me. Um, is I'm curious about it. I think there's an opportunity, huge opportunity here that a lot of our members should explore for their clients and themselves. So web pushes. Web What's pushes. What's some data and trends that you've seen that stood out to you? Yeah. So we send, okay, I'll give you the send lift. Send lift doesn't sound this cool, but let me give you a kind of some backgrounds. 27% year over year lift in sends. What that equates to is 60 million more sends last year than the year before. We sent 266 million web push messages last year. Uh, to show you the growth of that in 2021 over 2020, the growth was 396%. Following years so of 2022, it was 290%. So and then last year, 27%. So really what you look at that, you don't need to know those numbers, but it just shows a hey, 2021 brand started playing with it a little bit. You know, 
if, I mentioned this before, we saw with the stats that conversion rates and click rates kind of went down that second year, but then kind of leveled off a little bit because uh, they were figuring out how to use it a little bit more, right? So the growth is like this, right? It's up and to the right. And I think that's important to know because you can't grow unless people opt into it and you can't grow unless companies are adopting it. And those are the two things there. So the growth tells me that, yeah, this is a challenge that consumers want. Now, this could be right for everyone. The answer is no, right? You you said a lot of times I click no on this stuff. It's like SMS though. I think it's a matter of time. We're kind of where SMS was like five years ago, in my opinion, on these things. And I think this is a legit um, opt-in marketing channel for people. Um, other things I would say here, right? So we saw open rates. So or view rates, some people will look at them. They more than doubled last year to the year before, which we also saw a decline last year because again, people were, it went from like 27% to 16% last year, and now it's the 34%. So uh, again, brands were getting smarter with how to use them, more strategic with it. It makes it more engaging. People, you know, they're not gonna hit over the head with it. So they're engaging with it more. Um, and then conversion rates are holding pretty steady year over year. So. Again, normally when you get this influx in sends, a lot of times your other metrics come down. We didn't necessarily see that here. Let's go to the automation real quick. I gave you that 26, 13% number with SMS marketing, right? Driving those things. So 21% of all automated push or all push message orders came from automation. And the total number of sends was 3%. So 21% of all orders on push came from 3% of the sends. Right. So again, this is where using the, the behavior-based automation comes in uh, for you. And then, you know, conversion rates, right? You go from a campaign, of, uh, just a scheduled one. So 0.04% conversion rate for those automations is almost 0.4%. So, you know, 10 times more. So it, it just gives you an idea of, again, use automation to your advantage, more orders, fewer messages, less work, more engagement right? And you're, it's working in the background. You're not doing that stuff. And that's really where to take advantage of it. In my opinion, it's not going to be right for every message. It's not going to be right for every brand, but I think, you know, again, you want to play with it. You want to find those areas. I think card abandonment is a perfect example, right? If you are a product or you have customers who sell products, I think card abandonment is a perfect example. Might be able to do it for just re-engaging too. Again, if you're an agency or a developer or something and they visit a certain page on your site, right? Like, hey, good. We know if they're on this page, they've got a higher intent than the rest, right? You can track those things. We just get them to come back, send them a push message the next day or 12 hours later or three hours later, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, again, kind of bringing it back, a lot of message sends, but that's continuing up into the right every year. So brands are, and consumers are adopting it. And automation, that's your moneymaker right there, right? So, Play around with how to use it. I don't think it's going to be right for every single message, every automated message. But again, figure out your brand. Like, okay, how is a user or a someone considering purchasing from me? Where would I find value in it, right? And that's where you want to put it. You want to put it where you're going to put, deliver value to people. Absolutely. And I was actually looking on the uh, uh, push notifications feature on your site. And because uh, what instantly comes, this is why we got to do the webinar, Greg, is, um, oh gosh, what do I send and automated is a big question. And then now I've got three different things, emails, and I saw just a little screenshot of, okay, this message could be for email, SMS, push notification if you want. And so I'm going to follow up 
with you on that yeah. is like the details, the practical, what would I put in the automated messages? Because I totally hundred percent, thousand percent agree with you. And I think everybody does when something can be automated that produces results, it can be reviewed, analyzed for even tweaking the knobs on that to make it better. That's key. I think one thing our people will probably uh, mention is, okay, now tell me what, and that's why you, you engage a great marketing firm potentially too. But I, uh, the follow-up for that, I think would be key because, you know, these, these, Two new areas, newish areas for me at least, SMS and push notifications, I think are really compelling and and you've stated a great case for that. Anything else about the report? Anything else we left tabled? And I want to ask about Omnisend, Omnisend itself. Yeah, so I'll give you some, let's put SMS and push messages together real quick. So as I'm going through the data, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So what about brands who are not using SMS or push messages either? They're just using email. And I go, how many orders are they leaving on a table in 2023, our customers? It's almost 500 million. So half a billion orders almost would have been up for grabs. Now you could have captured that via email retargeting still. You could have captured it via social retargeting still, paid search, whatever you're spending money on to capture them. might cost you two, three cents to send an SMS message. Pretty good return there to get that order back, right? Maybe the same thing for a push message. So half a billion orders left on the table if you're just doing email that you would have either had to pay to recapture or organically recapture or your, they go to your competitor, right? So to me, it's a compelling number that's going to go up next year, right? But that's one of those things. I think for email, right, we could do that webinar. We'll talk about, you know, types of messages. I'll give you two stats on email. Here. So we talked about open rates and stuff going up. So email is still a place people go for product discovery. Let's talk about automation, those numbers real quick. 41% of all email orders last year came from automated emails. Guess how many, what percentage of sends? Well, I'm I'd probably biased because you'd let me know it's probably not as high as the automated. So I'm going gonna, I'm, so I'm gonna to use the bias and I'm going to say 30%. 2% of sends. 41% of orders on 2% of sends. That is huge, right? So when I was years ago, when I was consulting companies, uh, my goal was always to utilize the automation as best we can. And I would try to get you from 20 to 40% of your email revenue, that brand's marketing revenue coming from automation. I think if you fit in that 20 to 40% range, which is a big range, but I think you're, you have a successful and healthy program there. Um, so this number that 41 on two, very comparable year over year, but that's a big one uh, for you. So that's what I would look at. Now, if you're looking for a place to start, here's your hack, right? Again, we templatize every workflow you can imagine to get you started, make it easy on you. You can customize any single one of those three automated messages make up 88% of all those automated orders. Right. So those are going to be your welcome messages, which is a no brainer, right? They sign up a lot of times they sign up for a discount, but that's a point uh, where they're engaged. Card abandonment, which again, you could probably guess they're very close. They've identified. So it makes a tons of sense there. And then browse abandonment slash product abandonment, right? So they're on your website. They check a specific product or category products. They leave like most people do without carting a product. We can target those people with like, Hey, we saw you checking out or, you know, come back and check this out. Those three messages, 88% of all automated orders. So if you're looking for a place to start, 
low hanging fruit, pick one of those, right? And I would probably go welcome because it's easy. You know, they're there, card abandonment next. You could swap those two things though, really, because there's close to cash, right? They're right there. Just close the deal. It's a good place to start with web push messages too, right? If you're okay giving them a discount on an email, cut the discount in half and give it to them while they're in the car and be like, hey, next 10 minutes, check out, here you go, right? And see if it helps conversion rates just general go up and see if that 5% eats you. Now browsing product. The thing these things have in common, this is what I encourage people to do, regardless of the channel, regardless of the products or services you sell, where is the intent of the shopper at that particular stage? These three messages are high intent, right? They're signing up for a program for a reason. They're on your website for a reason. They're browsing products on your site for a reason. They carded a product for a, these are high intent. So if you follow intent anywhere on your site, any type of message, you're going to have more success there than with other messages in other areas. So that's a place to start where I would go. Like hack a welcome cart browse. Boom. I love that. Close to cash, close to intent. Those are pretty profound. You've given us three paths to start on and look at. Well, thank you, Greg, for all of that. It's fantastic. I think uh, I'm going to say this just to people listening now and in the future. I hope this is shared enough for you just dig in and say, what would it look like? Take some initial first steps to explore email, SMS, web pushes, all three of these, and uh, potentially find another great revenue stream that supports your business and engages and helps your customers. So that's my PSA for all of post ads, all of WordPress actually too. It kills me when I see wasted opportunity that's really, really easy and at our fingertips. Um, okay, so Greg, real quick, I, I just want to ask about what you're excited. Well, first I want to ask about Omnisend. Yep. One of the reasons I was really excited to talk to several t of your team members uh, about Omnisend is it's a, a jewel to me to find an independent team, big team, but an independent team based in Lithuania, obviously with team members around the globe, you're in Durham, North Carolina, you told me. Yep. Um, and I love that, you know, MailChimp was the kind of big monster in WordPress for the longest time and loved it. Entrepreneurial founder team, even if it was huge, got bought by into it. I lose a little luster from that because I see where this goes. And I know Clavio, for instance, I think is either IPO'd or just gone public. Public, and, yeah, yeah. And so every time that happens, what I see it over and over is you go up market and you leave people behind because they're trying to squeeze out every penny. And that's why I like yep. to root for those independent founder-led teams like Omnisend. So tell me a little bit about Omnisend for a second, how long it's been around team, all that kind of stuff. Give us jazz about that. Yeah. So I've been in this space through acquisitions as well. And exactly what you said, right? Up market revenue streams, every possible place, and people get left behind. And it's unfortunate, but it's kind of a reality here. So Omnisend, we are, what, 13 years in, in business now. Uh, I've been with the company for four years. It's been four awesome years. I'll be in Lithuania next week, take my annual trip out there. So uh, it's a beautiful place. I love it. I'll be a third time out there now. Um, we have about 200 employees. We have 24-7 live customer support. It's free. Anyone can use it. Even if you're on Omnisense free plan, you have access to 24-7 support. Um, response time in under four minutes, and we win awards for our support as well. So shameless plug there, but it's legit, right? It's you need help, we, we got you covered. Uh, the company is night and day from four years ago to today. 
two years ago to today. And we move with speed. We are customer focused. We have no outside investments. So we say our customers are our bosses, right? If we don't provide a good product, we don't provide good support. They're leaving us for someone else and, you know, they love us. So we've got over a hundred thousand customers uh, globally, and we have plug and play integrations with all your major e-commerce platforms. I know WordPress uh, customers, we find a lot of WooCommerce uh, customers who use us. So uh, plug and play integration with them. And we're continuing to build those things out, you know, from, uh, from all over the board. So great company. We make it easy on you too. I'm not going to make this a huge sales pitch because you can just go to omnisend.com, check out products. You can check out there. Uh, we have a free tier, which is free. You know, if you need a paid plan, have a paid plan, but you can have a free plan. We don't require a credit card to sign up. So if you want to go play with automations and templates and forms and pre-built segments and all that stuff, you have access to that in the free plan as well. We don't gate that stuff for you. So uh, you can go check it out. You don't need a credit card. It's not going to you know bill you after 30 days on a free trial. It's just free for you. If you love OmniSend, we hope you do. Um, and you decide you want a free plan or you want to bring some of your clients on to a, I'm sorry, a paid plan, uh, we'll give you 15% off for three months on your paid plan. Use the code post status. Um, and if you want a direct, we'll put, I'm sure put this in the show notes, but a direct link, it's your.omnisend.com slash post status. So you can find that there. I'll get that to you, Corey, see you afterward, but post status for 15% off for your first three months. Um, there as well. And shameless plug, I'm all over it, uh, but a bunch of our colleagues are. We have a YouTube channel where we break a lot of this marketing stuff down, show you examples and kind of talk through the strategy of the messages. They're pretty short videos, but you can get all sorts of stuff on like getting started with SMS. Use, I've got one specifically on those three workflows. Uh, we've got more coming out all the time. So check out our YouTube page. You know, we love it over there. Well, that's a surprise. Thank you for the discount. That's awesome. We, we in WordPress always love a good discount. <laughs> Everyone does, um, right? And to get started on this, uh, just coming to, I need to go sign up for a free plan, but just going through the sales page and stuff, I got you all have everything um, I would want built in. And uh, now you're giving us good reason to go try it out. Greg, it's thank a, you it's so a, much. It's an awesome platform. It really is. Um, and I'm not just saying that I've been in this space for almost 20 years. Um, it's an awesome platform. They've done a great job building it and they, they get better every single day, literally. Well, that's fantastic. Um, th and thank you for sharing the coupon. We'll get those in the show notes too. And thank you and your Omnisim team for becoming members at PostStatus. I love that you all are thinking about WordPress, valuing WordPress and want to step into it. And I know we'll be seeing more and more of you all in the community. And, and frankly, we need it. Um, yeah. I, I, I love our corporate owned business members too, but I really value our entrepreneurial led, uh, founder team, uh, that are in the space too. And, um, for me, it comes back to like, I just like to do business with people I know and I can trust and, uh, having talked to you and a couple of team members at Omnison, I like that connection. I don't have that at MailChimp and at different places. So um, that's great. And thank you for sharing all this about the annual report. I know we are getting to break this. I don't know if the podcast will come out before the report does, but you're giving this stuff ahead of time and appreciate you sharing that. And we'll put the link in the show notes as well. Very good. Corey, thanks for having me. And uh, I just tell everyone out there, we are super friendly at OmniSense. So if anyone is going through things and has a question, we're all on social, find us, contact us. We'll get you an answer. So uh, we take pride in being personable. 
that's rocking that's my jam thanks greg and thanks everybody for listening to this episode of pod uh post status draft we'll see you next time